victory is mine. This morning's scripture comes from 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 through 5. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. God's word for God's people. May we pray? Father, we come this morning just thanking you for all your many blessings. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to come here this morning. Thank you for keeping us all last week through dangers seen and unseen. And it wasn't our goodness, Father, but it was your grace that allowed us to see this morning. And, Father, we thank you for those who wish they could be here this morning, those in the nursing homes and hospitals, even those behind prison walls. But you've been so good to us that you allowed us to come this morning and to give you praise. Father, we ask a blessing upon this service that someone that came burdened down this morning might leave with their heads lifted up. Help us, Father, even those who wish they could be here that, that just can't be here. Keep us, Father. There's something that might be said this morning may help us across next week. Bless the man that's going to stand in John's shoes. And these are other blessings we ask in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. time. This is the time where we all now get the opportunity to bless the Lord through our giving. We at Cade Chapel, we do realize and understand that fully worshiping God includes our giving. There are primarily three reasons why we give here at Cade Chapel. The first reason is because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. And the second reason is because it's that we, that we give as a sign of giving thanksgiving to God for providing all our needs. And the third reason why we give is simply because we want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and the ministries that occur here throughout our city, our state, and even around the world. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by using the traditional envelope system. You can mail it in, or you can drop it off by the office. Or you can use the K Chapel app. Now, those of you that with us by live stream, you too have the opportunity to bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your stream. So, how much you give and whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a God bless you, Kate Chow. I hated to interrupt him because he always does such a good job of, of making y'all give. <laughs> amen, amen. But there, there's a there's an old song that we used to sing. Say, there's a roof, there's a leak in this whole building, 
and my soul's got to move. But we got a leak in our uh, <laughs> baptismal pool right now. And we got to move the order of service. Amen. Because I don't want all the water to get out of the pool and then we don't get our candidate baptized. Amen. So what we need to do is move to our baptismal uh, portion right now. And we receive the uh, candidate for baptism. Uh, Reverend Wright is going to proceed with the, uh, uh, this ordination after uh, the meaning of baptism. Good morning, church. I'll share with you the meaning of baptism according to the scripture uh, from Matthew. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Know ye not that many of us were baptized until Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk with newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness in his death, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank you. Come on, take me 
Amen. Angels are shouting over one being saved. Angels are shouting over one being saved. I say angels in heaven are shouting over one being saved. Look like we can make a little noise here on earth. Look like we can celebrate here on earth that somebody, one somebody, one somebody got saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. I've been washed, I've been cleaned, and I've been filled, and we're going to celebrate victory this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Why are you still glad about it? Come on and let's give now as the Lord has prospered and blessed you to give. As Reverend Dunn has instructed us to give, we want to give now for the Lord do, does indeed love a cheerful giver. Amen. I want y'all to welcome my little God daughter this morning. Come on over here by me, baby. <laughs> Come over here. Thank you. Y'all gonna praise him and lift him up with us, right? The word for the day is victory. And another way to say this is we always win.
I'm thanking for these gifts, these gifts that we've received. We thank you, Father, for those with a heart to give, those with a desire to give, and those with the ability to give. We thank you, Father, that, they, that these gifts might be used for the uplifting of your kingdom. And these are the blessings we ask in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. Again this week, there are those that are in need of your prayers. We ask that you continue to pray for both the Buchanan and the Stanton family. The funeral service for Sister Dolores Robinson will be held Friday, November 18th at St. Thomas MB Church in Bolton. That funeral will be held at 2 p.m. We have in the hospital or in nursing homes, Mr. Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Deacon Cornelius Story, Brother Benny Larry, they're all asking for your prayers. We have recovering at home, Sister Rep, I'm sorry, Representative Alice Clark, Sister Catherine P Kilpatrick, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Levi McBride, Brother L. Levy, Sister Sharon Turner Davis, and Brother Sammy Henderson. We also have, ask, have asking for prayer, Sister Hannah Bowie, Mr. Henry Lee Davis, Brother L. Buchanan, Levenice Clark, and Mr. R.T. Cage. And as you travel during the week, as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Thank you.
it off Has he done it for you? Has he done it for you? Victory Sunday. Victory Sunday means you won. Not, not that you're going to win, but you already, you won. And I would this morning that if anybody has been given a victory this morning, if you can declare that, that God brought some stuff into your life that only God could have done, why don't you why? shout a shout of victory right now. Hallelujah. Don't know what you don't know what he's done for me. He gave me, he gave me, he gave me love when nobody thought you'd be healed and you're here right now you ought to declare he gave me victory some of your parents he brought your children back home you didn't know if they were ever going to come home again you ought to declare he gave me victory some of you got jobs you didn't know you were ever going to get 
but he put you in positions and put you in rooms that you never thought you'd feel you ought to declare he gave me victory there have been some giants you didn't know if you were going to be able to defeat giants of debt giants of problems and pain but he gave you victory glory to his name you don't know what he's done <laughs> and perhaps perhaps the reason the perhaps the reason some folk don't know it because you won't tell it every now and then you ought to testify yeah witness to the goodness of the Lord if God has done anything good in your life if God has done anything good in your life if you don't get another Sunday you ought to do it this Sunday and just tell the Lord thank you thank you thank you for victories that I know about Thank you for victories that I don't even know about. Some stuff you did and I wasn't even aware of it. You was fixing stuff. I didn't even know what was going on, but I came on this side of it and, and saw how you worked that thing out. Anybody know if you get turned it over to Jesus, he'll work it out? Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. You can be seated if you can. Mike, I'm going to need some help up here. Amen. Give me a little more sound right here because I can't hear nothing right here. Amen. I don't know if I sound like anything or not. So let me hear myself. Amen. Amen. We can't hear all this music and then get to the message and can't hear me. Amen. Don't turn me down, turn me up. Amen. Amen. Turn me up. Amen. <laughs> Bless his name. Bless his name. Yeah, that's better. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God is a good God. Amen. We bless him for this day and bless him for this service. Listen, we let me, let me. <clears throat> There's so much on my mind right now. There's so many. What y'all don't realize is when I stand here and look at you, so many of you, I know your stories. I'm looking at miracles. When I stand up here and I'm looking at testimonies, and some of the testimonies would blow this church apart. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, don't sit on your testimony. Hallelujah. I said, don't sit on your testimony. Uh, I'm going to need a few mics so y'all keep the mics handy because I got a feeling the Lord is going to move in this service. I just got a feeling God is going to move in this service. Victory. He's given us victory. 1 John, 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Amen. 
bless, bless God for this young lady here. Bless God for you. Amen. Singing out of her heart this morning. Amen. First John chapter 5, verses 4 through 5. For everyone born of God has the victory over the world. This is the victory that has the victory over the world, even our faith. Who is it that has the victory over the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> victory. Victory. For those of you who are at least 40 years of age, at least 40, at least, you will probably remember something that was happening on television in many American homes across the country on Saturday mornings. Somewhere after Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes and somewhere before Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. Oh yeah, I'm taking you back now. Somewhere in between those two programs was a television program called Wide World of Sports. Now, if you don't remember it, it started like this. The announcer came on saying, spanning the globe and bringing you a constant variety of sports. And he got to that part that y'all all know, the thrill of victory. and the agony of defeat. Now, now, if I were to take a poll, the visuals that's coming to mind right now, when you remember all the pictures that were being shown, when it got to that part that said the agony of defeat, do you remember what was being shown there? The skier. The skier who was approaching the jump, but he messed up some kind of way and, and flipped and tripped and kept tumbling over and over and over again. The agony of defeat. Now the interesting thing is that show went for several years, spanned several decades, and they had several iterations of that introduction. So that every time they got to the part where it said the thrill of victory, there, were different, there was different footage of what represented victory. One time it was the boxer, Muhammad Ali, with his hands up. Another time it was a soccer team, and they were cheering for themselves. But every time they got to the agony of defeat, it was that same skier tumbling down over and over and over again. I think this is one of the ways, one of the reasons why believers struggle to live the abundant life because the tape of our defeats keep playing over and over and over again. And even though we've had some victories, we keep playing over and over and over again where we messed up, where we had a mistake, where we had a miscue, where we failed, where we tripped, where things didn't go right. In every fall, every misstep, 
every tumble, every miscue. We have the mental memory. We have the physical pain. We have the emotional trauma that reminds us of the agony of our defeats. It's hard for us to live in victory because the tape of our defeats keep playing in our heads. The tape of our falls keep being broadcast for everybody else to see. The tape of our failures remains queued up either in our head or in somebody else's head who keeps reminding us of where we messed up. And every time we want to move on, the tape is rewound and replayed again. This morning, the word is not agony. The word is victory. As a believer, you have been given victory. Victory. First thing I need you to understand and get in your spirit this morning is what I just said. The victory that you have is a victory that you have been, watch this, given. Given. I know, I know a lot of our songs and we say it in a lot of different ways. We say we won the victory, but the Bible tells us you've been given. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing when victory was given to you. Wish I had a witness in here. Teams, teams win games not because the other team gave it to them. Teams win because they outplayed the other team. They were outcoached by the other, they, they outcoached, they were outstrategized, they were outpowered, but, but not because the other team gave it to them. They earned the win. But look at what the Bible says about victory for the believer in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, but thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 15. I'm going to come back to that later on in the sermon. But it says we've been given victory. And that's why the enemy can't stand you. Because you didn't even have to fight him. That's why he can't stand you because you didn't even have to fight him. It was just given to you. Ah. God gave you the victory and you didn't have to step on the field. God gave you the victory and you didn't have to get your uniform dirty. God gave you the victory. Can you imagine a title boxing fight? Both of the fighters make their way to the ring. They're in their opposite corners. Referee calls them to the middle, goes over the instructions, tells them to touch gloves, go back to the ring, come out fighting, the bell rings. And before anybody can do anything, the referee calls out the fight and says, he won. And that's what happened with you. God called off the fight and gave you the victory. Given. Given. 
You didn't win it. God gave you the victory. You didn't even fight. God gave you the victory. You didn't defeat the devil. God gave you the victory. And that's something to live by and something to walk in. The victory that God has given to you. The victory that God has provided you. The victory that God has secured on your behalf. The victory that God arranged. The victory that God orchestrated. The victory that God managed that you didn't have anything to do with other than showing up. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Here is how the, defe the devil defeats us. Because he convinces us that we don't even have a reason to show up. The reason some of us are living in defeat right now because the devil has tricked you into believing that you can't win. That you don't have the power to fight him. That, that, that if you come up against him, you're going to come out on the losing side. And so some of us don't even show up realize, not realizing we've already won. But I would this morning. There were some Bible readers in here who understood that sometimes the greatest victories are those that are won simply by showing up. Just by showing up. Folk, folk thought they had you and you show up to work again. Folk, folk, folk thought they, they were through with you and you just pop up again. And thought they had you down and you just keep getting up again. Ah. Sometimes it's not about you throwing the best punch. Sometimes it's about you just keep getting up. You just keep showing up and they, they've given you everything they got and somehow it didn't bother you. Somehow you had enough strength to come another day. Somehow you had enough strength to pop up another day. Somehow there's victory in showing up. That's what Jehoshaphat found out, King. Jehoshaphat was praying to the Lord, Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And the Lord came to Jehoshaphat and said, all right, I'll tell you what to do. He said, tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz. He says, you go down there and set yourselves by the brook. In other words, he said, you go there, show up, and be still. Just show up. They've been talking about you. Show up anyhow. They've been trying to figure out how to mess up. Show up anyhow. And he says, and when you show up, be still. Don't lift a finger for the battle does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. I wish I had some folk who understood that the victory is sometimes given by the will to just show up. Just show up. Jesus told the parable of the persistent widow who said there was a widow who came to a wicked judge seeking justice. And every day the judge came to work. There she was asking this wicked judge who did not know God and did not have any respect for any person. There she was every day saying, give me justice. On his way to the office and he had to pass by her. Leaving the office and he had to pass by her. Going to get a drink of water and he had to pass by her. He closed his shades and she was still there. Opened his shades and she was still there. Every time he looked up, there she was. And because she just kept showing up, the Bible says in the parable that the wicked judge says, give her what she wants because she wearies me. 
need somebody to understand victory is not always in how much strength you got to fight. Victory is how much strength you got to just show up. The devil wins more than he ever should because believers don't show up. What would happen if believers showed up in schools consistently? What would happen if believers showed up in the detention center regularly? What would happen if believers showed up at the polls for every election? What would happen if believers showed up at council meetings? What would happen if believers showed up at PTA meetings? What would happen if believers showed up? I didn't come to fight, I just showed up. The Lord says, I'll fight the battle. I'll fight the battle. God has given us, if you don't get anything else out of this sermon, get this, that God has given you victory. You didn't earn it, he gave it to you. You didn't win it, he gave it to you. You didn't achieve it, he gave it to you. And victory is yours because it's been given. And you need to walk in the victory that's been given to you. You need to live in victory that's been given to you. You need to embrace victory that's been given to you and stop apologizing for being a winner. It was given to me. Stop justifying the folk who can't understand your favor, why God favors you, why God gave you victory. Stop trying to make others comfortable with the fact that you're a winner and walk in your win and encourage them to walk in theirs. Three victories. Three victories that as a believer you have been given. Number one, you've been given victory over the world. Victory over the world. 1 John 5 and 4, here it is. For everyone born of God has the victory over the world. This is the victory that has the victory over the world, even our faith. The world, the world, the world. John is writing about not the political world. He's not writing about um, um, civilization and society. Uh, the economic world. He's not, he's not writing about all of that. When John says that we've been given victory over the world, what he's saying is that we've been given over what the world and its systems represent. The world and its values. The world and its standards. The world and its definitions for what happiness is and what success is and what good living is. This invisible spiritual system that governs the world. John says you've been given victory over that. And because we have victory over the world and its systems, that means that we can live life differently. It means that you have different definitions. You have different perspectives. You have different understandings. Different things fulfill you. 
than those things that cause fulfillment for those who are in the world. Ah. Uh, we, we as believers live life by different measures. We live life with different standards. What the world says success is, we see it differently. What the world says give you peace, we see that differently. What the world offers as definitions for marriage and definitions for anything else, we govern ourselves differently according to the definitions of God's word. And we have victory over the world and its systems. Victory over selfish ambition, victory over pride, victory over greed, victory over lust. We have been given victory over everything that the world promises and entices us to be led by its dictates. Having victory over the world means that we are not consumed by it and neither are we conformed to it. Paul says in Romans 12 and 2, be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Having victory over the world means that my mind has been and is being transformed such that the patterns and the ways of the world don't determine how I live my life. It means that I have the power to march to a different beat. I have the power to dance to a different rhythm. I have the power to think about my life from a different vantage point. I have the power to relate to people differently than the world tells me I have to relate to people. The world says it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, but that's the world. The Bible says love your enemy. Pray for those who hurt you. Do good to those who despitefully use you. Don't curse them, bless them. See, the world tells you one thing, but I've been given victory over the world, which means I live my life by a different standard. I live my life with a different moral, a different ethic, a different value system. And I have the power to live life counter to the culture of the world and what it says should make me happy, sex, successful, or fulfilled. You have the victory to live by the word and not by the world. And that brings me to point number two. Point number two, you've been given victory, number two, over the enemy. You've been given victory over the enemy. Remember, this is my father's world. So says the song. And so confirms the scripture. This whole world was created by God. And as such, he has ultimate control over it. But remember that Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. In Ephesians 2 and 2, which means that the devil even though he didn't make the world, he's in the world. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. The, the devil is busy moving throughout the world. This, in this invisible spiritual realm, the devil and his demons operate in the world. Paul says in Ephesians 6 and 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against uh, wickedness in high places. Come on and talk to me if you can. This devil then is busy making trouble over here and causing issues over there. He's, he's doing this to upset one and, and doing this to mess up another. He's, he's going to and fro, Peter says, as a, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. 
be clear, this devil, Satan, has no problem tempting, trying, or tussling with the people of God. Some of y'all know about that. So, so, some of y'all will admit, even though you're a child of God, even though you blood wash, even though you're Holy Ghost, fear the devil messes with you. Wish I had some real folk in here who didn't mind that. The devil messes with you. The devil messes with my mind. The devil knocks on my door and try to test me over here and, and tempt me over there. Don't look at me like that. He does it with you too. He, he'll say, I know you like that. I, I know you're thinking about this. I know you want that. I, I know you like that. I, come on and talk to me here. He tests us. He tempts us. He causes us to make us want to do things that feel good to the flesh but are messed up with our spirit. I wish the praise team would bag me up on that. He, he does things that, 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 that makes our witness not corroborate with, with what we say we believe. He, he tests us. And you ought not feel bad about that because he did the same thing with Jesus Christ. You ought to know if he tested Jesus, he's going to test you. If he tested the Son of God, he's going to test you. Look at him coming to Jesus after 40 days of fasting, looking at him saying, I know you're hungry. You got to be hungry. You hadn't eaten for 40 days. You hadn't had anything in your stomach. Your stomach, you're looking frail. You're looking weak. You're, you're, I, see, I, see, I see the ribs coming out of you. Go on and turn these stones into bread. If you are the son of God as you say you are if, 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 if you really are the son of God go ahead and use some of that power to benefit yourself and that's one reason you ought to be careful who you're proving yourself to you, you ought not let everybody talk to you into proving yourself and how much power you got and how much authority you got some folk don't need to know and if you're comfortable in who you are, you don't have to prove it anyhow. If you're comfortable in who God made you to be, you don't have to show out and show off for anybody. Some things you ought to be able to stand still and stand firm and say, I know who I am. I don't have to show myself to you. I know who I am. I don't have to prove myself to you. I know who I am. The devil tempted him. Said, if you be, the son of God, go on and turn these stones into bread and feed yourself. You, you know what he said. Jesus said, no, no. I know you know some scripture. But it's also written, man shall not live. Wish I had some Bible readers in here. By bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He said, listen, no, no. There, there are some things that, that, that bread can't satisfy. Some things that food can't satisfy. And I know you want me to be filled on this natural food, but I got some spiritual stuff that you don't know anything about. He feeds me bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven. He, he tempts Jesus. He will tempt you. He'll tempt you. He'll tempt you. That last temptation. Jesus looked at him and said, get thee behind me, son. Put that in, in some modern translation. I ain't got time for that. 
ain't got time for that. Move on. Yeah. And, and the Bible says, watch this, that he departed. But wait a minute. For a little while. He departed for a little while. He, in other words, he, he, Jesus resisted him. And, and exactly what James says, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. But, but understand, just because you won this time, don't mean he ain't coming back. He departed for a little while. But I love the fact that God gives us victory. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That sounds like victory. If I say no, then he cannot make me say yes because I've got victory over the enemy. If I say no, the devil can't make me say yes because I've got victory over the enemy. If I say no, the devil can't make me say yes because I've got victory over the enemy. And Jesus makes that clear makes it clear to his disciples just how much power we have over Satan when he says to him in Luke 10 and 19 behold I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you that takes me to my last point I'm through because all of life we try to get through as much of life as we can without getting hurt Jesus said I'm going to give you power to tread over scorpions over serpents power over all the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you and we spend all of our lives trying not to get hurt trying not to get hurt with too much pain trying not to get hurt with too many problems Try not to get hurt with too much devastation and destruction, but as much pain, problems, devastation, and destruction we may be able to avoid in life, there is one thing that we cannot avoid. And that is this. Nobody likes to hear it. Nobody likes to talk about it. But you can't avoid death. Except Jesus return, all of us have a date with death. You might as well hear that now and not be surprised when it comes. Except Jesus return, all of us in here have an appointed date. And you can't call and say, I need to reschedule. You, you, you can't move it. It is an appointed time. But here's your shout. You got victory over the world. You got victory over the enemy. And you got victory over the grave. I told you I was going to come back to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. I need to put verse 57 in its context. 
Because I don't want you leaving out of here saying preacher just grab scriptures and string them all together and they don't. No, no, I keep it in its context. And when you put that verse in its context, Paul is talking about our date with death. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at what he says. Verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written death is swallowed up in victory O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. My God, I'm through y'all. But my soul is happy. You should have been shouting right there. Because what that says is the victory has been given to us over the world, over the enemy, and over the grave. Yes, my brothers and sisters, even though we must be translated, we are ultimately transformed. For we change these mortal clothes for clothes of immortality. We trade these corruptible garments for incorruptible robes. This earthly tent is traded for a house in the heavens, not made with hands. We started with baptism this morning. And I told you there was a leak in the pool. Do I have a witness here? Every now and then, our own bodies get weak and get weary. There's a leak in our earthly temples. Every now and then, our knees get weak. Every now and then, our back gets weak. Every now and then, our shoulders get weak. Do I have a witness here? But I'm so glad today that victory has been given to the believer in the Lord. Is there anybody in here who's glad today that you have victory over the world? You have victory over the enemy. And you have victory over the grave. Oh death, where is thy sting? Oh grave, where is thy victory? For we've been given the victory through our son, through the Son Jesus Christ. And I'm so glad today that it's Jesus who gives us the victory. For if it were anybody else, the victory would be suspect. But Jesus gives us the victory. And I know it's a victory that we can believe in. How do you know you can believe in it, preacher? Because Jesus has a track record of robbing the grave of its victory. Jesus has a track record of robbing death of its sting. 
to God Almighty and read your Bible and you will see where Jesus was on his way somewhere and his procession walked into another procession. The widow of Nain was going to bury her son and when these two met, the dead boy got up out of the coffin because Jesus will rob death of its victory. Good God Almighty, there was a man by the name of Jairus whose daughter was dead. Jesus stopped by. The professional grievers were already crying. The professional mourners were already weeping. But Jesus said, y'all get out of here. Ain't nobody got time for that. Cause I'm here now. Jesus took the girl by her hand and said to her, little girl, get up and rise. And that girl, who was dead started breathing again what are you saying preacher I'm saying that Jesus has a track record of robbing death of its victory good God Almighty you remember Martha and Mary don't you they said Jesus if you had been here our brother would not have died Jesus said take me where you laid him they said he's been dead for four days now surely he's thinking Jesus said that's all right you put me in front of him and when he got there he said Lazarus come forth and Lazarus wrapped up in grave clothes started hopping out wrapped up in grave clothes started walking out wrapped up in grave clothes started jumping out Jesus said loosen and because Jesus has a track record of robbing death of its victory but I got one more victory where Jesus robbed grave of its victory you know what it was it was one day on a hill called Calvary one Friday Jesus died they put nails in his hands nails in his feet a, a sword in his spear they put a crown of thorns upon his head you know what he did he died surely he died he died until the veil was ripped in twain he died until the world rocked like a drunken soldier he died until his head went into the locks of his shoulder they took him down put him in a borrowed tomb but you know what happened he robbed death of its victory he robbed the grave of his victory because early early Sunday morning is there anybody in here who can say thank you thank you for giving me victory I got victory in Jesus victory in his blood victory by his name victory by his stripes victory I got victory. I got victory. 
and I didn't win it he won it for me and gave it gave it gave you the victory that's why I love him because I know I didn't have enough strength to win this fight by myself but I love him because he gave me victory oh hallelujah you don't know what he done he's done for me said he gave me gave me the victory why don't you tell him I love him I love him one thing that is accepted accept the gift that was won on your behalf accept the gift that he freely gives accept the gift oh glory to the Lamb of God victory over the world victory over the enemy and victory over the grave for those who believe Listen, if you're here this morning and you're ready to accept that free gift, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Lord, in the name of Jesus, today I accept the gift of salvation. I accept victory over the world, victory over the enemy, victory over the grave. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who I declare today, is my savior and my king in jesus name amen now listen do me a favor put your hands together and bless the lord because i believe somebody prayed that prayer either in this building or watching online somebody prayed that prayer and we're celebrating the fact that victory has been given to you right now through the gift of salvation if you're here this morning and you prayed that prayer for the first time 
come on and join us now. Join us now. Let us celebrate that with you. Salvation, this gift that God just gave to you. Victory was just given to you. Hallelujah. Come right now. You don't know. You don't know what he's done. He just did it for somebody. He just did it for somebody. He just did. He just did. He just did it. Hey, I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. He did it. He did it. corporately in the way that we have been used to doing so and and while we can celebrate this now we don't know what's up the road I believe more than ever people understood the importance of a church family and a church home and being connected there's nothing like this connection there's nothing like there's nothing that can that that can that can um, uh, stand in the place of and substitute a church home. If you're here this morning and you need a church home, we invite you to come right now. Be a part of this family. Be a part of our church home family. Let me be your pastor. Let us be your brothers and your sisters in Christ. The doors of the church are open right now. You come right now. God bless you. Come on, come on. I love him. Come on, celebrate Kate Chapel. God bless you. Come on, come on, come on. God bless you. God bless you. I really love, I really love. God bless you. Come on, come on. Come on. There's some other, there's some others coming. Meet her right here. Meet her right here. Hallelujah. Come here. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come on. To my left. You're ready to join the church. You go to my left. Hallelujah. Ministers, if you will gather on my right. If you're in need of prayer, you come to my right, your left. Prayer over here. You're ready to join the church. You're ready to make the commitment. Yes. I need a church. Yes, I need a pastor. Yes, I need brothers and sisters to help me walk this out. I'm ready to do it now. Hallelujah. Can we sing it one more time? You don't know what you've done standing while you're standing 
walk as a winner. Walk as a winner. Stop letting the devil psych you out of what you've already worn. Stop letting the devil convince you of a battle that's already been fought. I'm a winner. <laughs> My God. I've got the victory. V-I-C-T? Yeah. O-R-Y. I've got the victory. Hallelujah. I got the victory. Amen. 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 Y'all stop for a second. Y'all stop for a second. Amen. 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 I got the victory. I got the victory. We 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 gon we gon we gonna leave on a on a on a high note. I'm ain't nobody practice nothing. We just gonna go for it. We're going to go for it, and we're going to have some fun. These two rows over here, y'all are, hey. All I want y'all to say is, hey. And when I point to y'all, y'all say, hey. Say it, say, say, it, say it a little better than that. There you go. Y'all two rows, y'all two, y'all are Jesus. But I need y'all to say it like this, Jesus. Yeah. Do it again. Jesus. Yeah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise. They got it. They, uh, they got it. They got it. They got it. They got it. And here y'all fall. <laughs> uh, I got that B I C T O R Y. I got Jesus on my side. I got that. I got that. Jesus. I got that. I got that. I got that B I C T O R Y. I have Jesus on my side. I have Jesus on my side. I got that. Hey. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that I got no reason to. I got Jesus on my side. I got that. I got that. I got that. Yeah, make it funky, make it funky. I got V I C T O R Y. I got no reason to fear, cause I got Jesus on my side. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that V I C T O R Y. I got no reason to fear, cause I got Jesus on my side. I got that. I got that. I got that. I got that. One more time. the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit amen and amen we'll see you back here at three o'clock because we're gonna have a good time with the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra Tougaloo College Concert Choir members of Cade Chapel our dance team right here three o'clock we'll see you in the sanctuary I got that